Blog Talk Radio. Plus Model Radio, the number one podcast for plus-size women. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Monday, September 14, 2009. And as always, I've got a great show lined up for you. But first, I have a few announcements. Jessica Savota is going to be the first plus-size designer to grace a national catwalk in L.A. Fashion Week. She is currently looking for sponsors. You can contact her directly at Jessica, that's J-E-S-S-I-C-A, at SavotaStyle.com, and it's S-V-O-B-O-D-A-S-T-Y-L-E.com. And um, her fashion show is going to be October 13th at the L.A. Fashion Week, and she's looking for sponsors, not models, so please do not harass her in email to be a model in the show. All that is secured. Also, Abby Z will be making her Home Shopping Network debut. Save the date she will be hosting on this Friday, September 18th at 9 a.m., 8 p.m., and 2 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And all sizes offered of Abby Z's original designs, including sizes 2 to 24. So make sure you check that out. The prices of the clothing are from $40 to $90. Also, set the date for the fourth annual Hollywood Now Love Your Body Day set for October 24th. During the event, Plus Model Magazine will be holding our first model search where you have a chance to win a one-year contract with brand models and talent, a campaign with hips and curves, and the cover of Plus Model Magazine. For more information about the event, visit loveyourbodyday.com. And for more information about the model search, visit plusmodelmag.com. So I definitely hope to see you there. Coming up later on the show will be the curvy fashionista Marie Denae and Marilyn Wan. But up first is Delala Holligan. Now, I'm, I'm sure I'm slaughtering her name. She's going to have to give me the correct pronunciation. But the House of Asun was established in New York City in 1982 by the Lila while in high school. Asun Designs is named after Yoruba, Yoruba deity of all that is beautiful, sensual, and womanly. Asun Designs are a constant offering to her. Asun Designs creates one-of-a-kind art to wear that draws heavily on the African experience. No two designs are alike, and each 
creation is as individual as its wearer. The designs are a combination of contemporary style with the distinct ancient flavor. She's lived and worked as a designer in several African countries, including Ghana, Nigeria, Kenya, and Tanzania. She's an actress, singer, and an accomplished dancer who has performed on Broadway in television and movies. More recently, her designs have been featured in the New York Times and in New York Full Figured and Brooklyn Fashion Weeks. The House of Asun operates in London and New York. So let's welcome Delilah to the show, and well, let's figure out if I'm pronouncing it right. Hi, are you there? I'm here. Now, did I just totally mess up your name? It's okay. Everybody's allowed one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, give me the correct pronunciation. It's Delali. Delali. Yes. And how do you pronounce your last name? Haliga. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going to go there with you, but... <laughs> Well, tell tell us about your um, background in the fashion industry and some of the things that you've accomplished. Sure. Um, as you read before, you said so much of it already, but I'll just reiterate. Um, mm-hmm. I've been in business for about 29 years. It'll be 30 years uh, this coming spring, uh, next year's spring. I began in high school, and uh, it was complete simplicity to begin with, and then I changed it to complete simplicity for Oshun. Um, Oshun, as I said, is always depicted as a, a full-figured woman, curvaceous and voluptuous. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, as a youngster growing up, I couldn't find clothing to wear. You know, nowadays there's all this, you know, really nice designs for younger people, but there wasn't anything back in the day when I was going. Right. And so I started to design and sew. My mother actually taught me how to design and sew freehand. So we started from maybe the age of uh, seven. And then by the time I was in high school, I had blossomed into, um, you know, this this fashion designer. And people used to say all the time, where'd you get that? And I'd say, I made it. And they said, wow, that's great. And uh, someone in high school was my first customer, and she said, I'm really serious. I want to pay you. I want this outfit. Wow. So it just kind of fell into your lap. Yeah, so, exactly. So is your line dedicated exclusively to plus-size women, or do some of your designs just extend to larger sizes? No. What I do is I design for all sizes mm-hmm. because I, I think Oshun Design celebrates the individuality of everyone, you know, the individuality of your spirit. Mm-hmm. But I focus, my main focus is plus-size women, fluffy women, because I'm one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I I think I put a lot more energy of my designing energy into uh, the plus size pieces because I am a plus size woman and I understand her, you know, her needs and uh, you know like the colors that we like and the shapes that we like because I am one. Right now, what types of clothing do you carry? I create clothing like the um, blurb said, uh, clothing that is contemporary but it has an uh, an African flavor. It has a, I'd say a world traveler flavor. You know, before that came into style, I think I was doing that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a worldly person. She likes color. She so it's color. contemporary, so it's not like dashikis. It's more like dresses? 
No, it's not dashiki. As a matter of fact, I rarely even use African fabric. Okay. But I tend to use some of the applications that are used in in a lot of African dressing, like tie and dye. You know, tie and dye is very big now, mm-hmm. and a lot of beadwork. You know, with cowrie shells, and mm-hmm. I paint a lot. So I paint some symbols, and I do a lot of abstract, more like more that graphic symbols and abstract and tie and dye bright colors that pop. And uh, body conscious pieces, but I love flow. You mm-hmm, know, the element mm-hmm. of flow when you're wearing a garment. Uh, I do a lot of long dresses, but I like I like flow. I like that when a woman walks in in a room in an Oshun design. You know, it's like you know when someone's wearing a perfume, it kind of wafts behind her. Mm-hmm, well, that's mm-hmm. how I feel my clothing is. It's kind of you know this the scarf that's flowing behind her. <laughs> you know, she's like. Well, what is the difference between your ready to wear? And your couture pieces, and what's the difference in the price range? Okay, the ready-to-wear is more what you would wear every day uh, to work or to school. Um, pieces that aren't quite as elaborate. Uh, the uh, couture pieces are very elaborate. There's a lot more um, what we call labor-intensive work in it. A lot more beading, maybe a lot more dyeing. Um, these are the pieces that you make an entrance in. <laughs> You know, the couture okay. pieces are pieces people will never forget you in, ever. So even the ready-to-wear clothing is still um, custom fit? Because I thought ready-to-wear mean like it was different things already hanging up that you pick from to buy. It depends on, and this is something about design work, it mm-hmm. depends on what kind of designing you do. Okay. See, I am not a person who will do a million of one dress. I'll never do that because that's not that's not what I that's that's just not my process, you know. I I'm, I don't want to be one of those designers who has 16 million of the same dress. Mm-hmm. You know, we celebrate the the individuality of the woman. So what I do is I create uh, a certain line, and then when I'm done with that line, maybe the most I've created of one dress is maybe six pieces, and they would all be different. And okay. that that I think is what separates my my business, Oshun Designs, from other people. Other other designers because what we create really are one of a kind pieces. You know? So do your ready to wear and couture both start from um, the customer's measurements? No, they don't. Every piece that I do begins with an idea in my own mind. It's birthed in my <laughs> in my own mind. Okay. And what I do is I create the pieces, and I have a I have a, a loyal customer base. Plus, mm-hmm. I go and I do a lot of exhibitions and shows. I've done. Uh, like I said, Brooklyn Fashion Week um, and New York Fashion Week. I just came back from Chicago last week. I'm going to Detroit um, the end of this week. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I travel around and I show, and then people come and they buy or they order, you know, um, the pieces that I have uh, designed. Now, what sets your clothing line apart? I I personally think one thing is I don't think this style um, is um, common in plus sizes. That's right. <laughs> Do you know what I find now in plus size is that, to me, it, it's it's all right, but I think that we can reach higher. Mm-hmm. We don't have that individualism of style in the mm-hmm. plus size clothing. That's what I noticed. And it's, okay, I'll give you a grand example. Big mm-hmm. fashion show in New York City recently, and two women had on the same dress. That's why I started to design when I was um, in high school, because the the choices for the full figured women 
are so few and far in between that it's likely if you're at a big event with plus-size women, somebody is going to have on your dress. Mm-hmm. Because it comes from one of the three major plus-size yeah, stores. Yeah, I didn't want to mention any names. Right. But yes, exactly. And here we were at this big fashion show. We were at one of the events, and here comes someone in a dress, and then the pers- another person came the next day in the same dress. And, you know, it, that's why I started to design, because I felt that everyone has the right to, you know, celebrate their own individuality. And that is what I do. Like I say, my customers come to me because of that specifically. They all, they'll always say, I want to stand out. Mm-hmm. I want to look different, you know, and your things are really different. Because even if I create the same dress, it's the applications on it as far as the artwork that I do, painting or the tie-dyeing, is never going to be the same exact as, you know, the same exact application as another piece. Right. So that's now, what I think sets me apart. You also um, create accessories. Tell me about the different types of accessories you create. Well, um, I I also create jewelry. I create earrings and necklaces, and I I like to use pieces that are really different. You know, other people say, "Oh, go to the jewelry district." I go to the hardware store. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's true. I I featured, uh, featured a piece this uh, pair of earrings this year. A couple of earrings. One of them was a big yellow. Uh, it looked almost like a boat, and uh, I went to the store, went to the jewelry district, and I couldn't find anything that I liked. Mm-hmm. And so I was in Home Depot. Oh, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And I needed a particular yellow, and there it was. And I saw this yellow, and I said, oh, my gosh, this is it. You know when an idea just goes click? Right, right. And actually, I made the earrings. I put some beads on top of it, and we did it for Fashion Week. Well, is the jury really African-inspired, or the jury is just like just contemporary things? No, it really is African-inspired. Okay. You know, I go with big, chunky pieces. You know, I do a lot of bead work. I work with leather. Mm-hmm. Um, I have bamboo pieces. Um, um, I was telling you about the yellow earrings. They were mm-hmm. actually uh, pieces that you put on a can of paint to pour the paint. Mm-hmm. But I, they were just big enough and chunky enough to give you that feeling, that queenly feeling, you know, mm-hmm. with the black and white dress. I wanted that contrast, you know, that pop of color. Also, with the jewelry, my 10-year-old son, I've trained him up to start the business. Really? Yes. So he's been running the beating kind of the end of the business for the last two years. Wow. When we did Brooklyn Fashion Week, we actually had someone who was interested uh, in his bead work from Neiman Marcus. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Are you keeping it in the family? I am trying. <laughs> I said, look, if you make the million first, mommy gets her house, right? <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> now tell me about your DVD. Okay. Now, um, when I was living in London, um, part of my business, my business has been evolving. And when, I'd say about maybe 10, 15 years ago, I was heavily into, the, you know, head wrapping uh, with the clothing. So I would always make the dress and I'd make the head wrap. Mm-hmm. And people would always keep saying to me, well, how am I going to do this? It's great when you when you try it on at the exhibition, but then how mm-hmm. do I do it when I get home? Because you have to wrap it around your head a certain way for it to stay. To stay on. Otherwise, you're looking like, you know, it, it doesn't really look good. good. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, out of that comes uh, my instructional DVD, Gaily Magic. Mm-hmm. Gale is a Yoruba word for head wrap. Okay. And I 
put this book together. I put this uh, DVD together in London. I shot it in London on a very low budget, but uh, it was such a great idea that people in London picked it up, and uh, the DVD, I guess, has actually been out for, I guess, about six years now. Oh, has, okay. Yes, it has five head wrapping styles, and it uh, shows you, you know, in what context you can wear them. So you have, like, the funky um, Erica Badu kind of head wrap. Yeah, and I wanted to ask you about that. When the head wrap <laughs> yes. is really tall, like mm-hmm. Erica Badu used to wear, is it something stuffed in there, or is that all material on top of material? Well, you know, you can do either or. If you have a lot of hair, you can tie up your hair and then and wrap it like that. But you can also use a lot of fabric. I think for Erica Badu, that style, she probably used about two and a half to three yards of a heavy fabric. It's a lot. And but so you, it's heavy on your head? Well, I think hers was very heavy. But mm-hmm. I think, but you can also do the same style with less fabric. What okay. you do is you can actually put paper inside, which is mm-hmm. very light, which mm-hmm. will give you the height. And then you just do the fabric around it. So you'll have the height, but you won't have the heaviness. Hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Ways and means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and really, I know out here, um, just the head wraps are becoming popular, like when your hair is not done and That's you want right. a quick quick thing, you just put it on and a knot in the back, and you, right. you look stylish. And that style is actually one of the five on there. So you've got one that's kind of with your hair out, and then you've got the one with the knot in the back. We call that one love. And then we've got in my queendom, and uh, that's, you know, the Erica Badu style. It's very high and very dramatic. And then you, you know, do an off-the-shoulder piece. It's a big jewelry, and you just look like the queen walking in. Right. Side, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, are you ever looking um, for plus-size models for any of your fashion shows or your website or anything? Yes, I am. And, and uh you know, I get uh, I do get emails from people quite frequently on the website about uh, modeling for me. Um, and so how how could somebody apply? Well, there is you can email me at the website, uh, which is uh, www.oshundesigns.com, which is o s u n d e s i g n s dot com, and just leave me a message, and uh, I will get now, back to you. Would it be a particular type of model that you're looking for? Like, are you? would you specifically be looking for all African-American models? No, and as a matter of fact, um, even for uh, Full Figure Fashion Week, plug, plug, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I design for everyone, for all nationalities, and always have, you know? Right. Um, so I'm not really biased on that. The the style that I do that I design really is a world. She's a world traveler and always has been. You know that's it's sort of an extension of myself. You know I've lived in different places. I've lived in London. You know I've lived in Africa. I've lived here, um, and all of those experiences I feel have given me um, kind of cha- I channel it through the design work. Mm-hmm. So you'll see different elements, and I don't think it's specific to any one group of people, even though. I tend to do a lot of artists, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people who perform, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of older women. I do a lot of educators for some reason. I don't know why that is, but mm-hmm. lots of educators and um, and people who just like to really be individual, you know. So I, I and they're all different colors, shapes, and sizes, you know. So. Well, do you have anything else coming up that we can be on the lookout for? Sure. As a matter of fact, uh, I have a few things. Well, like I said, next week, not next week, it's (laughs) this Saturday, I'll be in Detroit for the Fuller Woman Expo. 
Oh, okay. Yes, I'll be there as a featured designer, and I'll also be doing a uh, trunk sale and show at uh, my friend's uh, boutique in Detroit, Nubian Essence, which is in Bo- on uh, Bobie, and I'm going to post that on my Facebook page. Okay. And I'll also be, I'm working on a really large project, and uh, this, I live in Queens, and I've grown up in Queens as well, and I've, I've traveled to all the other fashion weeks, you know, New York Fashion Week, Brooklyn Fashion Week. And I just got fed up and I said, you know what? We want Queens Fashion Week. We want right. Queens Fashion Week. I live here, darn it. I want Queens Fashion Week. So you're um, one of the founders that's going to get that started? Yes. As a matter of fact, I've already spoken with the borough president, uh, and they're really behind me. And uh, Queens Fashion Week is a go. So look out for that. It's going to be fabulous. Well, all right. Well, that's definitely something good we can look out for. And uh, before you leave, tell us your official website again so we know where to check out all of your high clothing. Sure. It's uh, www.oshundesigns.com, which is O-S-U-N-D-E-S-I-G-N-S.com. And you can go there and shop if you like or just peruse, look around. And I want to say thank you. You're doing a wonderful job. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited to have you on the show, and your your clothing is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. So I, I can you. continue success with everything you do. Thank you so much. All thank right. you, and enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So make sure you check out her clothing. It's something different uh, for the plus-size market that you don't see. Um, you know, it's African, but it's contemporary and really beautiful pieces. So make sure you check out her designs at Oshu Designs. And up next is Marilyn Wan. Marilyn Wan started the Fatso Zine in the mid-90s and went on to author the Fatso book. She's a civil rights activist working to end weight-based discrimination. In 2000, she worked with other fat activists to convince the city of San Francisco to make discrimination based on body size illegal. She speaks about weight diversity on college campuses and has performed with such groups as the Padded Lilies, the Fat Fly Girls, Dancers, and the Bod Squad Fat Cheerleaders. Let's welcome Marilyn to the show. Hey, Shanice. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for being on the show. Now, tell me um, about Fat So. It started off as an e-zine and ended up as a novel, correct? Almost. Um, actually, I started it as a, a zine made out of paper. Um, because oh. that was in the I was, that was like ninety three ninety four and I wasn't online yet, but uh, but um, I, I did find readers through bookstores, and they very kindly sent in subscription checks and also the kind of thing that I'm sure keeps you going in trying to spread um, celebration of body diversity and that's that I heard back from people saying that this little kind of you know cobbled together magazine that I put together was the first thing that some people had ever come across that made them feel okay about themselves. And what, and what that, year was this? This was in 94, and okay. I started it because I had been denied health insurance based on, only on my weight. Really? And uh, that same day, I call it my really bad day, that same day um, I was having dinner with this fellow, and 
you know, maybe there was some chemistry there. Who knew what was going to happen? But in the middle of dinner, he told me that he would be embarrassed to introduce me to some of his friends because I was fat. Wow. So, yeah, (laughs) kind of like the ultimate social, you know, unpleasant thing. And then also just this institutional barrier, which pretty much anyone who applies as an individual for health insurance is going to be screened based on weight right now, which is why I uh, i don't mean to talk politics, but I so desperately, for my own purposes and for other people I hear about who are denied health insurance, really hope that we get some other option from our government, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that day, that really bad day, I decided that if I didn't, speak up against this kind of being excluded based on weight, then that meant I agreed. And I just don't agree that any of us should be excluded based on who we are. Right. So um so thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so I started FATSO which um uh I decided to add some punctuation to that that, you know, kinda playground name calling name. Mm-hmm. And so it's fat exclamation point and then so question mark. Right. And I'm I'm still asking that question. So why do we make a big deal out of this? You know, why do we have to stop our lives as if nobody's going to love us or welcome us in any in- endeavor? Um and I I th- I hope that the answer is so what? We can go ahead and claim our lives. Now you freely use the word fat and you are labeled <laughs> as a fat activist. So tell right. us exactly what does that mean? And what is the message you're promoting? Well, for the first, say, 26 years of my life, I was too afraid of that F word Mm -hmm. to ever say it. And um, I think that fear holds a kind of power over people that we don't have to give it. We don't have to give the word that power. There's actually nothing negative in the word fat unless we put it there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought about all of the other words available, you know, overweight, that's pretty clearly a judgment that I disagree with because I don't think people are supposed to come all the same anything. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be all different. And obese, well, for, for my own story, I'm not allowed to have health insurance because of that word. That word is not a health-enhancing word. And it's also, I think, inaccurate to try to diagnose people medically based on uh, what we weigh or how tall we are or anything like that. So I don't like the O words. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that there are a lot of um, kind of euphemisms out there, you know, like BBW or plus size or Zoftig or Rubenesque or Voluptuous or whatever, you know, people have come up with. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we use a euphemism, it it implies that we're kind of trying to avoid just saying something, right? <laughs> and make so it a prettier I, word. Well, prettier, well, what's ugly about being fat? I don't think that we're ugly. Right. I think we can celebrate who we are. And so um, I actually think it, it helps me be myself and be positive to to say the word fat because then there's nothing in this world about my weight that is going to stop me, that's going to be hurtful to me, you know, if I'm reclaiming it with a sense of pride and dignity. Um, so I appreciate that, you know, people might have all sorts of different choices about about what words we use, but for me, if I... Um, if I'm, you know, use the F word, it, it's with love and acceptance and certainly nothing against thin people either, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and uh, and I think if we if we carry within us fear of that word, then we're 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 carrying the very kinds of attitudes that I hope we're seeking to undo, now, which are those those weight based kind of judgment attitudes. 
Now, speaking of the different labels we have within the community, um, you know, this show focuses not exclusively but a lot on fashion and modeling. Mm -hmm. So where does that fit in the fat acceptance movement, or does it? Because I'm sure a lot of people are even shocked that I have you on the show. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, I hope that uh, I hope that whatever I have to say supports your choice. Um, <laughs> I think that if we live in a society where people who are fat are not allowed to wear certain things, like sleeveless things or miniskirts or bikini bathing suits, then or you know corporate you know business attire, then we live in a world that says you know based on who you are, if you can't wear those things, then you can't be the kind of person who goes and does that kind of part of life and I want us all to do everything in life so fashion is actually a huge um, and important tool for civil rights and claiming full participation in society so I was very excited when I saw Monique's um, uh, beauty pageant show Mm -hmm. although I don't see why we have to choose (laughs) you know I don't see why we have to choose one person when everyone walking around on that show was so beautiful so, um, and I don't necessarily think that um, uh, beauty is the only uh, thing that I'm fighting for when I mm-hmm. say um, that I want to celebrate weight diversity. Mm-hmm. But um, I am absolutely not willing to be, you know, considered beautiful on the inside <laughs> and not on the outside, right? Right. You know, I want all of us to have all of the same options in life that every, anyone else does. And so fashion and um uh, a notion of an aesthetic that includes fat as beautiful is very empowering and very important. I think a lot of a lot of fat women, especially the first place and the ongoing place where we experience exclusion is when we shop for clothing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And there's profound segregation in our in our retail clothing environments, right? Right. And I want to be able to shop with my thin friends, you know. Right. I really look forward to the day when the fat lady clothes are not behind the sheets on the back of the, of the right, farthest on the floor, third of the, floor of the exactly. Um, and I'm I'm pleased that um, because Jennifer Portnick, who um, came along as a, a fat friendly fitness instructor a few years ago, mm-hmm. she works at Macy's and she's actually done some good work with Macy's, trying to bring size diversity to their corporate awareness. And I think mm. they're they're shifting a little bit. Um, but but I think they still have that kind of notion that um, you know in their in their big spring um, debut of their new lines they they use regular size models to show their plus size clothing, right? Which now, there's just huge hesitation to change that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a lot of really important work to be done. I think that living well is a kind of um, radical revolutionary way of changing our world. And fashion and all of that is really good. So one of your major achievements is helping to change the laws in San Francisco regarding size discrimination. So tell us, how do you go about doing something like that? <laughs> well, I didn't wake up one morning and, and think that that was even ever possible. Right. I think that um, a lot of the time, and I really hope that your listeners will will believe me because this is shocking every time it happens to me because I'm just I mean I'm sitting in my living room right now I'm just a regular person who who um I I want to I want to uh, disagree with things that I find disagreeable. So um 
I just kind of backed into it in the sense that I was doing something, um, I was speaking out against something else, and it ended up building up momentum for getting this law passed. So you never know. When did you turn into a lobbyist? Is that how it happened? Well, no, goodness no. It was not through any kind of serious uh, intention on my part. So um, in San Francisco where I live, there are um, there's a chain of health clubs, and that chain, I don't mention their name because I don't, I don't want them to get free publicity, although if you are a member of 24-Hour Fitness, I would recommend you go somewhere else <laughs> um, just because they don't like us. Um, they put up a billboard that showed a little space alien, and it said, when they come, they'll eat the fat ones first. Wow. Which is funny, but it's also incredibly mean. And why would you ever give your dollars to a business that makes a fat joke? What year was that? What was that billboard? That was in, um, like, right around January 98, 99. Okay. So it's been a while, but... um, uh, I was just, I you know, I go to the gym and exercise. It's good for people to exercise. It doesn't make us all look the same. Right, right. Um, and, and I hate that message of exercise only to lose weight because then you exercise until you lose weight and then you stop. Right. Or you exercise until you don't lose weight and then you stop. But either way, you stop exercising, right? And we mm-hmm. all deserve the health benefits and the incredible good feeling that comes from moving our bodies. Right. So I got to, I, I put it out there by email to people in Fat Pride community here locally, and I said, wouldn't it be funny if we stood outside their gym and maybe we did some exercise and we waved signs that said, eat me. Uh, also, <laughs> you, you formed a protest. Well, you know, I am not a sign waver. If I can find, um, I'm actually, you know, kind of one of those, you know, if I can find a more... Um, amusing way to do something, but it it really, you know, if they're going to say when the aliens come, they'll eat the fat ones first, then of course I'm going to wave a sign that says, eat me, right? And that's right. Funny. <laughs> I mean, and if I can make a better joke than the fat joke, I'm definitely going to do that. So I'm not much for waving signs unless it's a better joke. <laughs> so we did it, and we got all of this TV and radio and newspaper coverage, Um at the time, the whole Clinton impeachment scandal had just completely ended, and the media were looking for something to cover. So evidently, happy fat people exercising and not trying to lose weight is newsworthy. But, mm. So we did that, and some local politicians um, took an interest. Um, one of the gay rights politicians here in San Francisco took an interest. His name is Tom Amiano, and he's now in our state assembly in mm-hmm. California. And he was just very conscious that prejudice is hurtful and not good for society. And right. so he right. opened the doors for us to have members of Fat Pride community testify about weight discrimination. And when they heard what we had to say, they unanimously voted to adopt height and weight anti-discrimination laws. Wow, so that kind of fell into your lap. It really did, but you know, that's what I'm saying. You never know when you speak up and and I don't want people to speak up like feel like they have to do it out of duty or feel unhappy or or angry or you know, anything. But just if you find a fun way for for yourself to resist stuff that is negative, right. you never know what kind of ripple effect that's going to have. And it really right. is worth it in the moment. You know, you don't have to do it every single time you encounter something awful, right? But if right. you can come up, if you find yourself in a moment, and I don't actually think you need to be so 
concerned about having statistics or being on top of information, you know, just saying no is sometimes really powerful. No, I disagree, you know. Right, right. Like what would happen over lunch when we're hanging out with our friends if we just said, you know, I don't like to hear us bash our bodies, <laughs> you know, right? Right. So, and what what conversation would happen then? So, so well, I'm just trying to have fun with it, really. Now, what other things you have coming up we can be on the lookout for? I know you are in uh, dance troops, or are you? Is I that have been. Up? No, I'm not. I'm uh, the you know Big Moves is a wonderful project, and I danced with them when they were first starting, mm-hmm. and they're in. Boston and San Francisco and occasionally other locations, so definitely watch for them. They're a wonderful group um, that brings dance to fat people who want to dance, you know, mm-hmm. classes and performance groups. And they also get the regular dance world to include fat dancers. Um, but what's coming up now, um, well, I'm gearing up for the you know the school year for speaking at a bunch of colleges, and also I'm very excited that there's actually an academic field developing kind of an interdisciplinary field called fat studies, mm. which is similar to ethnic studies or women's studies mm-hmm. or any mm-hmm. any kind of identity politics where you're looking at everything in our culture through the perspective of um, fat people, you know, mm-hmm. and um, it really is a great way to question a lot of the mainstream hype that's you know the crazy obesity epidemic you know kind of panic attack thing and and there are a lot of scholars who are actually coming along who are either professors or who are grad students who are publishing books and articles doing an analysis of our world from a fat positive perspective so there's a book coming out next month called the fat studies reader which is a compilation of you know just a whole array of like 50 or more essays on different topics related to this new field. So I think the existence of that book is going to make this field explode because there are already a few hundred people doing work on this, mm-hmm. but I think it's really going to, you know, it's really going to reach out to a lot more people. Wow. Well, that's definitely something to look forward to. Yeah. And tell us your official website. Do you um post on there where you're speaking and keep it updated? Oh, my goodness, no. I'm trying to revamp that. I am so sad that my website has not changed since about 1995. But um, but I am on Facebook, <laughs> and you can reach me, just Marilyn Wan, W-A-N-N, and uh, I love to hear from people. I heard from a woman. This is how powerful fashion can be. I heard from a woman through the I Am Chat uh, system on Facebook just two mm-hmm. days ago. And she said, oh, I'm so glad to see you online. I want to tell you a story that you inspired. And I was like, goodness, I inspired something without knowing what. She told me that she had been shopping, and she was standing next to this teenage girl who was a fat teenage girl. And her mom was shopping with her, this girl. And they were both looking at these sleeveless tops, and the lady was going to buy one because she thought they were really cute. And the girl said, oh, those are really cute, but I can't show my arms because I'm fat. She said to her mom, and this woman took the opportunity to say, you know, I felt exactly that same way when I was a teenager, and now I know better. I just wear whatever is fabulous, and no one in this whole world is thinking about your arms as much as you are. Just live your life. And so the girl actually got her mom to buy the shirt for her, and I hope she wears it. Wow. Yeah. You never know how you affect somebody. 
and I don't know how she, you know, maybe she read my book at some point. I think that was that was um, where she had gotten the backup, you know, mm-hmm. to take that moment and say something. Um, but, uh, you know, we all have to be each other's backup. You know, right. other people were there when I was starting out. And so um, it's not like there's this magical secret ingredient or quality that some people have and some people don't. We all have the opportunity you know, when we when we decide to, to to make some change. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I think you have a, a really inspirational story, especially changing the laws and everything. That's just amazing. It amazes me. I you know we, I think nothing is going to change unless we just ask for it to, and it doesn't right. hurt to ask. Thank you for having me on. Thank you, and enjoy the rest of your evening. Well, Shanice, I enjoy your career so much, so, you know, just keep on doing what you're doing because you're beautiful and contributing so much good energy to the world. Thank you so much. It's true. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thanks again for being on the show. Okay, bye now. All right, bye-bye. Um, again, that was Marilyn Wan, W-A-N-N, and make sure you check out her book, Fat So, and add her on Facebook to keep up with her speaking engagements. Last but definitely not least is Marie Denae. Armed with over 11 years in the retail industry, Marie is a plus-size fashion blogger and the creator of the Curvy Fashionista blog, which showcases fashion options, news, and events for the plus-size community where fashion is often overlooked. Through her blog, Marie works tirelessly to highlight figure-flattering trends for her audience. Her work has garnered her ranking on We Magazine's 100 More Beautiful, 100 More Women bloggers to watch for in 2009. She's beautiful too. In June 2009, Marie created, co-created the Curvy Collective, a group of elite fashion savvy plus-size bloggers whose sole purpose was to capture up-to-the-minute news related to the first-ever full-figure fashion week in New York City. Her latest project, MarieDenae.com, is an upscale contemporary online boutique that offers today's fashion-forward, curvy, confident, and chic plus-size woman a haven where she can confidently shop the latest designer fashions in her size without sacrificing her desires for premium fashion forward and impeccable fit so let's welcome marie to the phone wait <laughs> are you there i'm here can you hey hear me? welcome <laughs> to the show thank you for having me on how are you i am great and i'm excited to hear about your new project but first Tell everybody, what were you doing before you uh, became a plus-size fashion blogger? Um, I have been actually working in um, in different various um, positions in retail, from assistant manager of an $18 million business to being a sales associate to as, um, a merchandiser. I've held many different roles within retail clothing, on the clothing side. And was the retail clothing specifically plus size or all sizes? It was actually all sizes, mm-hmm. um, and it was and it's, it was part of what really kind of piqued my interest um, because for me I straddled the line of plus size. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, probably majority of my life. I was always a thick soul sister. And then as I got older, stopped uh, playing sports in college, I, I became, um, I was 16, 18, kind of was like, I, I, I love my curves. And I realized as I was working in retail, I'm like, okay, well, where's all the, the fly stuff for me? Right, <laughs> right. It, w- it wasn't there. Right, exactly. You know, so I could dress a straight size chick to the nine. So when it came to finding stuff for a plus size, you had to get extra creative. You had to really think way outside the box in order to make something look even remotely similar mm-hmm. to what was being sold um, or what, what, yeah, what was being sold. And you also kind of had to know just a little bit more about what designers were carrying what, especially for me as a sales associate or as an assistant manager at that time. Now, before you started blogging, did you have any idea what the plus size community was and all that was going on in it? Um, I did. Um, I actually before while I was in, um, while I I actually dedicated my master's to the plus size industry. Um, while I um, while, right before I started um, my master's program, I actually. Was I kind of was watching and I was trying to figure out what was where. I did it on my own, but then when I stepped into my my program, my master's program, I actually wanted to do like official research on it to really figure out just what is really going on and really be able to find more resources. Mm-hmm. And um, so after I finished my master's program, that's where I was like, okay, I have all this information. I got to share with someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whether well, my you 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 passed the class, though it was a good good for school first, right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so it was you know marrying my passion mm-hmm. and you know the the business applications. Try to understand like why they're doing you know why the the businesses are actually treating plus size as a stepchild. Like for me, I really wanted to try to get my arms around the whole thing and try to understand because. We're women, too. We love to look fly. We want to look nice. But why aren't you catering to me? Right. I really wanted to figure out why. And by doing so, I found these resources, and I really wanted to share and kind of share my message or my kind of perspective on things. Now, blogs are all the rave right now. It seems like everybody and their mama has a blog. <laughs> so, you know, there's so much competition. How do you keep your blog uh, on top, as I mentioned in the intro, you are in Weave Magazine, 100 more women bloggers to watch for. So how do you keep your blog so relevant and so at the top of this game? Um, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I it's really tra- staying true to my own perspective. I'm a big nerd. I love to write. I lo- mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very detail-oriented. It's probably a little bit of the Virgo in me. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me being a perf- like my own perfectionist and my mm-hmm. own, for me it's being it's really staying true to my own aesthetic. And while there are many blogs, each blog serves its own purpose to its each um to its own audience. Mm-hmm. And me like, you know, my whole perspective was like, why can't I? Why can't my blog be just as fabulous as all of the straight size blogs out there? All right. the designer blogs, all the other fashion blogs. And so I wanted to be able to in essence, kind of go head-to-head with some of them. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to have the same presentation, the same look, this, um, but more so tailored with a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek, like, yes, I can be fabulous, so what? Right, <laughs> right. Now, and, go oh, ahead. go ahead. 
You're also a writer for the examiner.com. Now explain what kind of website that is to me. Okay, so actually examiner.com is the new, is a um, online newspaper and they have different editions in each city. So oh, okay. I write um San Francisco's plus size fashion. Okay. Is it kind of like the Huffington Post? Kind of. Yes. Okay. And so, so I more specifically on the on the on what's going on either on a national level or more specific to the city and to the Bay Area level. So on on your um, column on the Examiner, are there different things than on your blog, or you kind of keep them um, with the same topics? Um, I may I may do like I may spin a local twist on it. Okay. So was relevant because you know again it, you know I am covering the San Francisco area so I want to make sure that if I'm speaking about something it's not where oh okay well it's happening over there okay some people should be aware of that it's something that they're able to attend or if there's news then there will be overlap and you can pull from both areas now tell us about your latest project mariedenay.com <laughs> This is like my new favorite. Like this has actually been a dream of mine mm-hmm. um, from like since I was probably like eleven, twelve. Like I had dreams about having my own shop. Really? Um, yes, yes. Um, my mom would always joke about like where did I get all this fashion stuff from? Because she's pretty much like a tomboy, mm-hmm. and here I am like dressing everybody in the family and playing around with things like that. And when I got um, I let's see, I. So I did my MBA in the plus size industry around having, and then a a secondary part of that was actually having my boutique. So Mm -hmm. I kind of took that and put it together. And then um, at the beginning of the year, um, actually on Friday the 13th, I had lost my job um, in March. And Mm. for me, I saw it as like, okay, it's time to go. (laughs) It's time to make it happen. I thought it was go time for me. And, you know, when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. And it was a great opportunity to kind of marry everything together, What I've, where my passion has been with fashion and being plus size and putting it all together. And that's how Marie Denae was born. Now, what um, sizes and price ranges uh, will be in your online boutique? So um, it's interesting you ask that. The sizes, a lot of different designers offer different ranges. For me, I'm carrying from 14 plus, and I say plus because some designers carry 4X. Some stop okay. it. So if the designer's making a 4X and it's fierce and fabulous, then I'm going to carry it. Okay. Um, and price points, they're going to range anywhere from um, a dress being $98 to being $300. Oh, okay. The aesthetic that's, that I'm bringing to the forefront is more of the really like really fashion forward, really contemporary feel. So it. So is it like designer things? Yes. For plus size. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, the designers that I'm carrying, they use they either cater specifically only to plus size, or they have been very successful. But the but to, um, they've been successful, but they haven't been as accessible to um, other retailers. So okay. then, um, like David Kahn or Amanda Uprichard are only carried in department stores, and outside of the department stores, you can't really find them. And I've so you're probably going to expose us to some things that we haven't seen before. Exactly. 
and it's been really, really fun because as I found, you know, doing my research, that I found different designers, and I'm like, ooh, y'all haven't seen this yet. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, that's exciting. That's exciting for everybody. <laughs> and so tell us about your contest. Um, what makes you curvy, confident, and chic? Um, well, it's more of a lifestyle for me because it's like, okay, yes, I have curves. I love my curves, and I will work my curves. It's mm-hmm. more of a of a mantra. It's kind of a lifestyle type of mentality because, you know, rather than, you know, oh, I'm fat and nothing fits me and I'm ugly, it's more of a, you know what, this is who I am, this is how God made me, and I'm going to love it, I'm going to work it, and I'm going to own it. Mm-hmm. And I wanted something that was kind of catchy that kind of summed it all up together. Um, so it being curvy, confident, and chic, like that is, it sums it all up for me. Um, and this is I, also the name of the contest you're currently running? Yes, ma'am, it is, it is. Um, and um. Should I go? Should I explain about it? Yeah. Okay. So, um, if you actually go to um, Plus Model Magazine, I'm actually running a contest exclusively with you guys um, to enter to win um, a $500 shopping spree at MarieDenae.com. And the way that you enter is by sending an email telling me why you feel you are curvy, confident, chic. And it's really kind of sharing and kind of telling me and also different readers because I will have this published. Why okay. you why will you, you will you post like the top or just the winner? Or like top post, five? I'll probably post the winner and there there've been actually some compelling um like reasons and so it depends. Like, you know, I may do snippets and actually put it together in a um in a post, in a, in an article, in a story and really kind of showcase and kind of highlight why you are curvy, confident, and chic. So, so is, there, women, is there any rules like um, a minimum or maximum um, the, the essay has to be? No. Um, I've, had, I've had some women who've been able to sum it up exquisitely in, like, a sentence. And I've had some women who've actually sent me, um, like, a page and, some, and a page and more of what makes them. And it's about, you know, how compelling, the, how does it capture and really get to the point and really stand out? It, it is something that I've I've had some that have almost made me cry because hmm. it's been moving. And do so, you send in a picture with it, or is just the essay and that's it? No picture is needed. Um, should I um, um, I will actually when the winner is chosen, I definitely will be um contacting them, and if they choose to want a picture show, then I would definitely will showcase that. Now, will you ever be casting for plus-size models for your new website? I actually, um, I have models for my um, my website. I actually use um, some Bay Area models because I am here in Oakland. Okay. And um, part of it I really wanted to also reach into the community because the Bay Area is really here at a, um, like it's getting ready to explode, if you may, with mm-hmm. the size community. And so I really wanted to kind of support and so I reached out to a couple of different models here. Okay. Now, is there anything else coming up that we can be on the lookout for? Well, um, at the end, before the end of the month, Marie Denae will be open. Um, there, my blog will actually get an overhaul as well. Um, okay. And that's actually, I'm really excited about that. 
Um, so will the two kind of be linked together, or it'll be two separate sites? It'll be actually one site. Okay. It'll definitely be one site, um, so that way you can get information, news, and shop all together at the same time. <laughs> yeah, well, that's smart. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, and definitely um, that's going on right now, and then towards the, and then next year there's the BBW Empowerment Cruise. So um, that's pretty much it. Like right now, that's a lot right now, just trying to get my boutique open. <laughs> right, right. I know that's a lot of work. <laughs> so it's no it's no date set right now. It's just um, going to premiere sometime this month? Correct, correct. And okay, so we just have to keep our eyes open. Yes, and actually in order to be notified um, ahead, um, I do have a um, – you can sign up. You can go to the website. Mm-hmm. and you can actually sign up for the newsletter there. So once the site goes live, you'll be amongst the first to know. And what is the cutoff day for your contest? The, the um, contest is actually the last day of September. Okay, okay. So you got until the end of this month to Correct. send in entries. Correct. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It's a pleasure talking with you as always. And I can't wait to do some good shopping. Hey. Thank you so much for having me on here. You have been amazing and and you always and I'm smiling really hard because you've just been so nice to me. So I really appreciate you. And are you coming to LA for Love Your Body Day? I'm I'm surprised you had to ask me. (laughs) Well, I have to put it on air so it's official. I'm there. All right. Well, I will see you in uh, next month. Definitely, darling. Definitely. Well, all right. Well, continued success with everything and uh, keep me posted on the winner and everything so I can announce it on the air. I will. Thank you. All right, girl. I'll talk with you later. Thank you. Have a good one. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you to all of our fabulous guests this evening. Tune in next time and we'll have more plus industry professionals with stories to not only inspire you but to keep you connected. Interested in advertising on our show, being a guest, or have comments, email us at guests at plusmodelmagazine.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to join the Plus Model Radio fan page on Facebook. For more information about our show, go to our website at www.plusmodelmag.com. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting Plus Model Radio. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.